Today on Warplecast, we're talking to Neil Gibson, author of the Twisted Dark graphic novel series. We were, we we're trying to think of uh, when we decided to do this podcast, uh, what, it would be, what it would be about. And fans told us, uh, make it about the, the creators who do things right and, and do things right by their fans. Uh, and that's pretty well what, what we are doing today we have neil gibson with us neil is the founder and editor of keep up comics and uh, writer of the best-selling series twisted dark series uh he is super passionate about comics and uh he's one of the best mediums out there to, to effectively learn and communicate which we'll get into um welcome neil oh, thanks for having me now you weren't always a writer i believe you you got into it a bit later in life uh, what did you what did you do before writing how did you get into writing no i started a very different career um uh, first of all i worked in oil and gas for a while and i was a management consultant and i was working on a project in qatar in the middle east and normally when you work on consulting projects for you know operational improvement you work ridiculous hours to like 10 at night or something but this one was rather easy you know, i was done by seven and I had all this time and i thought well rather than just watching tv i lo- i do love good comics and uh, it's controversial, but I will say this. Most comics are bad <laughs> or, or, or they're not great. Most comics are certainly not great. But that's because most music isn't great. Most books aren't, isn't great. Most TV shows aren't great. But the best ones are amazing. And I love great comics. And I never thought I could be a writer. I just had some free time. I thought, why don't I give it a shot? And uh, I did. I wrote like, my first thing I ever wrote in my life was Twisted Dark. And people seemed to like it, which was a surprise for me. And so, what was that process? You're 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 working um, a full time job, and then you started writing. And how do you know to make this transition? And how does it just happen? So it's not a poof, is it? A poof, just like that, or? Uh, well, what was a the sort of poof in my head was was the uh, the, fir- the very first story. Um, I had a, a concept. Uh, for I had an idea for it, which I can't reveal because it's about the ending of the whole thing mm-hmm. for that. But the first story idea I had, I was looking out the window in, in Qatar and uh, I was in this you know, modern skyscraper. The whole city was, was, was built on reclaimed land that didn't exist uh, like a few years earlier. Uh, it's kind of like Dubai. And as I was wearing a suit in the air conditioned office, I press a button on the phone on the desk and someone would bring me tea. And I looked out the window and there are these Indian laborers working in. Like almost slave-like conditions. It's 50 degrees Celsius outside, building the next skyscraper next door. And I just thought how unfair the difference in our, in our lives were, and just based on where I was born. And I thought I'd write a story about that. And that was that's in Volume One of Twisted Dark. Mm. Um, and, and then I found so because I wanted to make comics, and I didn't, I never wanted to be a writer. I was terrified of being boring. So I thought that if I wrote stories that were quite dark with uh, you know, twist endings, there's a higher chance of them being compelling and people less likely people get bored. And it seems to be that I can come up with these story ideas and write them very quickly, which I didn't know I had this ability. Hmm. So, so you became a fan of comics, and hmm. I'm, trying, I'm trying to get at the core of what, you know, why you write, because obviously you write for yourself, and, and, but, but inadvertently you write to be read. When it comes to comics, I can do three things. Um, I can write, 
I can talk about how I view comics and uh, my passion for them and how they can help people in their studies and their career. Uh, I, I can lecture about that. And I can also edit or produce other people's comics. And in terms of value to other people, I personally believe it goes in that order. Uh, at the lower level, I can write. Some, some people really like my writing, which is great. But I think I'm a good writer. I think I'm a very good speaker about comics and advocate for it. And I think I'm a great editor. I can take other people's work that's good and make it brilliant. And that's what I enjoy doing most because I get to read great scripts from other people. I get to see great comics being made and I just help make it better. That's what I enjoy most. So the collaborative it's, relationship between a, another creator and yourself as an editor. Yes, it's, it's just, I, I, again, I never wanted to be a writer. I just happened to find out that I could I can do it and people like what I do. And I don't get me wrong, I do enjoy writing stories. But I enjoy making comics more, and that doesn't mean so I don't have to be the writer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a good product because I enjoy reading it, and if it's if I didn't write it, I get to experience it myself and go, oh, it's brilliant. And I'm sure you've seen films that you've really enjoyed and gone, oh, why do they do that? Because they didn't it makes a mistake with either either dialogue or a plot hole or something, and I can see that, and I can we can fix it before it happens. That's lovely. Hmm. There's a bit of a superpower. Well, no, it's just imagine if you, you know, if you could change your favorite films to make them how you'd want them to be. That's what I get to do when I get to produce comics. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you obviously have an effort as well. Well, I hope so. <laughs> and did the publishing company start prior to, was that part of your publication project or, or how, did, how did the publishing company uh, come into play? It just happened because originally I thought I'd self-publish and then I got approached by people to for me to, to be published with them. And I looked at what they were offering and I thought, that's a bit exploitative. I think I can uh, do better and form my own company for it. And so I did. And it just, it's just grown from there. Hmm. So you work with, I mean, you, you have a unique role. So you're, you're an editor, you're a writer, you work with other other creators, uh, all Ultimately, and then and then you speak and lecture, uh, you know, about about comics and the the value in society. What about the fans? You, you you have an interesting relationship with fans in the sense that you enjoy meeting them face to face. You go to a lot of conventions. Yeah, well, last year I went twenty five. Why why uh, why meet fans that way? A lot of writers don't like to get in front of them. Um, they're the ones who let you do what you do. I. Mm -hmm. Also, see, I'm really, really bad at social media. That is not a skill set I have. I don't naturally think about it. I don't, I have to be reminded. I actually have reminders on my phone twice a day to post on social media. And when I first started doing this, I tried. Now I just ignore the reminders every single day. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really like it. So, but I'm very happy to talk to people in real life um, or on the phone. That's, that's fine for me. Um, I just consider it more real than just shouting, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, see, most fans are, I guess, they're just normal people. Um, so I love great comics. And uh, I remember I was a fan of Mike Carey, who wrote uh, Lucifer and The Unwritten. And I met him uh, at a convention. I was super nervous um, because I, I was a fan of his work. I met um, uh, Brian K. Vaughan. And he's they're both they're just not really nice guys uh and uh, they're just like you and so when i meet some fans and they just chat about what they like and i discover other things that they like reading as well i get to discover new material it's just great fun interacting with them and also i get to ask what what they like what they'd like to see and so it can help with um 
I guess, market research, but in terms of picking projects from pictures that we get. Mm-hmm. But, um, but honestly, really, it's just fun. It's just, you get to chat about stuff. I get to, to tease them about uh, connections they missed in the series. I get to, to just talk to them about fun things. And because they're fans, it's easy to make them laugh. So you get to have just fun at a convention as well. Otherwise, you're you know, just signing books all day. Mm-hmm. I, I take a look at uh, you know what, what fans um, thought of your, your work, specifically the Twisted Dark series. This is, this is what a few of them had to say. Um, one fan of the U.S., this is uh, Niels, Niels' uh, Twisted Dark series is creepy. A creepy dark force which grabs, uh, hold of your th- uh, grabs hold of you by the throat and pulls you down into a world of, of twist-in-the-tail awareness and leaves you gagging for more. Uh, another fan, uh, sick and twisted, I love it. Uh, the stories were ironic and true and scary and gruesome all at the same time. I'm anxious to order the next book and the next and the next. Uh, <laughs> you know, another one, Twisted Dark, starts out uh, with a killer story that, that has the reader hooked immediately. Hats off to the person who ordered and arranged each story. Each story seems meticulously placed to leave the reader wanting more. The amount of research that seems to be put into the story was the selling point for me. So, so why do you think they, um, why do you think you you know these fans obviously they're interested in psychological horror what do you think your work does for them well my goal with twisted dark is to shine a light on the dark side of, of humanity to form first and foremost to entertain people with the story but to um educate them as well a little bit about certain things that exist in real life or situations and to leave them thinking that's because that's what I like to get with stories, especially with some science fiction stories. The best ones make me pause and think about how the world will be or could be, or just general concepts of technology. Um, that, that, that's what I love. And so when there are stories that um, uh, make you want to talk to someone about after you've read it or seen it together, that's what I'm aiming for because that's what I enjoy the most. So hopefully these people like the same things I like, um, which is why it speaks to them, I guess. Because I'm yeah. just writing stories. I find interesting. And do they are, are are your fans like you, or are they all over the map? No, they're all over the map actually. And what's interesting is their favorite stories. Um, there's a story in Volume One called "The Pushman," which is about a Japanese um, man whose job is to push people into trains, to squeeze them in. That's his job. And a lot of people uh, think that's the weakest story in the volume in Volume One. Yet a surprisingly large number, it's a minority, that's their favorite story. And people's favorite stories are all over the place. Um, It's quite surprising how varied they are. And you you never really tell what's going to speak to people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So so you you write about um, sort of the conversation starter, the the thinking you want to leave them. you know, the world we live in is 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 can can be a little depressing. The real world, and and is your work, you know, just about fans who want to f- forget about the, the the current world or see it a different light and maybe mm, talk about that, it. I mean, look at the news, right? I mean, it it is a little uh, uh, on the uh, the downside, if, if 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 that's one word to describe it. Yes. Okay. This is an interesting question um, because my goal is first and foremost to entertain. But if you want to just escape completely, I would suggest uh, a superhero comic or an action comedy or a romantic comedy. Those are pure escapist ones. 
But having even having said that, my favorite ones are the ones that do make you think. You can enjoy them on a superficial level, but also there is something being said about the whole story overall. Um, if so, so to answer your question, if it's is it just escapism? I don't think mine is the best escapism because I do want some effort from people. Even the way Twisted Dark works, it's you can read it as as just short individual stories, but really it is one giant story, and all the stories not just interconnect, but they affect each other, and how they all fit together is a puzzle. It's designed to be reread because again, my favorite stories are the ones I reread, and these stories when you reread them, you'll see more connections the second time or the third time round. There's someone I know who's read the entire set 10 times, they told me. And uh, and I do like the fact that I can still point out connections they've missed. So in terms of escapism, no. But why people seem to like it, I, I when there's so much dark news out there, I guess you have to look at something like Black Mirror or just horror films in general. People do like dark things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, every, every, every genre exists and psychological horror is a big one. Um, uh, uh, it's not for everyone. Some people find sure. it too bleak uh, or too um, upsetting. It's it is not for everyone, and we do publish different things because also sometimes you're just not in the mood for it. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're in the mood for you know, sometimes you're for Chinese. Mm -hmm. There's a publisher author in 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 the in the U.S. Uh, John Hartness who who has a who has a quote you know treat every fan uh, as if they're your your, your first and last. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you sort of follow the same view. How do you view your fans? Is it, you've been a writer for probably about seven or eight years, or is that, is that accurate? Uh, 2011 is when I started, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, it, uh, how do I view fans? I, I think they're awesome. Um, I, I know, honestly, some of them are, are volunteers, and they are extraordinary people. The people like I, I don't know if, who's going to listen to this, but uh, Ian Assange, like Jennifer, um, Stephanie, uh, Sarah. There, there's so many people who have helped TPUB grow and are continuing to grow by dedicating their time to their conventions. Uh, Ayla runs um, is running two conventions in um, in uh, in Portland and in Seattle for us. And uh, Stacy is running them in Chicago. I'm not even there, and they're going to these booths and, and doing it for Teapub because they want us to to succeed and do really well and reach a larger audience. Um, they've got people posting social media for us as well because I'm rubbish at it. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the, the super fans who become volunteers, and then some of those we actually hire into the company. Um, three people have, have joined that way. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, so when you say I, these, these fans are at the conventions, they're they're in fact um, representing Teapub. Yeah, yeah. Really? Huh. I have the stock delivered to them, and then they they go and run the convention for us. There was one time I was I was in Chicago, uh, running a convention. There was one being done in Canada, in Ottawa, I think, and one being done in Birmingham, in the UK, and all done by volunteers. Wow, fascinating! Same weekend. Same weekend. Hmm. And 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 uh, they approach you uh, via email or online, and you establish a relationship that continues. Uh, well, almost all of them actually meet in person first okay. um and i'll be honest sometimes i get emails from afterwards I, I don't remember them that well i'm not uh best at remembering people mm -hmm. but you get chatting and i ask them what they'd like and i start off by by trying to because if anyone helps me i feel like i owe them something so i have tiers of rewards like just giving them free comics or t-shirts if they do a really good job i actually write them into a series as a character mm -hmm. um, um, get them to 
join into a comic. Uh, and then if they do a really, really good job, then we hire them. Um, and it's it, it's actually now a policy that no one works for us unless they've actually attended a convention and because they have to interact with the fans as well, understand why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Because our mission is to get more people reading uh, and creating comics. That's our mission. Um, and our vision is, is to be uh, one of the largest producers of comics. We're known for quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you mentioned that you've written char- some some of the fans as characters into 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 work, and um, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, have you have you got a response when that happens? What has been the response? It sounds it sounds fascinating. Um, I, I mean, if I was a fan and, and, and somebody wrote me into one of their stories, um, it, it would be it, it'd be something I couldn't even imagine. I'd be over the moon. I, I get super excited emails when, when it happens uh but then i i, I don't know what, what else to say i i, mm-hmm. I assume they're happy because they, they they say thank you and they enjoy it but i i don't know i don't know more than that i'm curious what's the experience of of because you do have an opportunity to meet face to face because you travel to a lot of conventions what is the experience of of um you know someone someone meeting you who's very familiar with your work and um you know they're, they're they must be pretty excited how does that go? Uh, most people are normal. Um, some people are a little embarrassed and say that they're, they're fanboying or fangirling out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, but you just, I, I guess, this is um, as how Mike Carey or Brian K. Vaughan acted when I was talking to them because I was very nervous as well. But we're all just people, and um, it's just talking about what they like. And, uh, and I say, and, I, and if, if they seem to really know their stuff and, and really like the stuff, which is why they'd be nervous in the first place, then I say, hey, why don't you have a look at this? And I'll take out my laptop and show them uh, a, a new story that's in production that no one else has seen yet. So they're the first one in the world to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, as a reward, because it's something, it's, no one likes being nervous or uncomfortable. So I think, they, well, if they made the effort, they should get something for it. Mm-hmm, great. Uh, when you were younger, um... Did, did you did you geek out? Did you did you fan out on any particular uh, uh, writers, authors, creators? Did uh, that you I, met uh, as a younger fan? Obviously, Brian K. Vaughan, you might probably met more recently. Where where you're you know, you're another creator, perhaps a slightly different feeling than when you were younger. It it never well okay. I only got into comics in my twenties, so I, I always assumed they were a bit childish. And then I read Watchmen, and I thought that completely changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it never crossed my mind to reach out to try and meet these people either online or in person. Uh, it, I never went to a comic con until I started actually making comics. So that never really happened to me. Um, it, it sort of evolved thereafter. I, mean, I, I don't think I did actually have uh, as, as a younger person, as, but I certainly felt, felt, uh, Quite happy and excited to be by, to meet Brian Kevon and ask him about his process because I this is just, this is going to be a bit of a tangent but I come up with ideas very quickly I can write very fast but I have to write them down because otherwise they're gone I forget them mm-hmm. and so I asked Brian how he does his thinking and because I use Excel especially for long stories that and to make sure everything ties together I, I, I type it all out and like almost have charts in a way whereas he's when he's writing Saga he doesn't he says that uh, if I have an idea that's great, and I'll remember it later. If I don't remember it, then it probably wasn't that good an idea. Ah, wow. It doesn't work down, and that's just the complete opposite of me. I was like, wow. Hmm. 
So, so you're interested in, uh, I mean, it sounds like you're interested in meeting some of these creators to talk about their creative process, which, which is great. Because uh, I, I wouldn't have thought two creators uh, could have such a different approach. Oh, look, look at uh, George R. R. Martin and Stephen King. They're, they're both fans of each other's work. And they both like the same books. They're both fans of Lord of the Rings, for example, and Lovecraft. And um, George R. R. Martin just asked Stephen King, uh, I know this is PG rated, but how the F do you uh, write so fast? And because they have very different approaches. Um, Stephen King will try to write six pages a day every day that he's working. And that means it's a book done in three months. Whereas George R. R. Martin sometimes sit for an entire day and I'm not, not feeling it today and nothing all comes out. Yeah, like Neil Gaiman, he's, his view is that you get into writing so you can work when you feel like it. Whereas, and he was speaking to another fantasy author who every day it was, I, I start work at nine, I finish at five and they're typing every day. And that was absolute horror to Neil Gaiman because he, he thought, what's the point of being a writer if you can't you know, work your own hours? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, you pay attention to your, your personal situation and, and your preferences because it is a job. Now, you, you I mean, you, you, you once said a, 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 a quote, I'm going to paraphrase, but essentially, um, you know, it's the best job in the world to do what you do. And, and I think it was relative to the career advice you were giving uh, that people should pursue. Uh, if they can find out what they really like, just do that. Um, and that sort of gets into what Neil Gaiman is saying, you know, do, do it based on your own sort of um, terms, I guess. Obviously, take it seriously enough to, to do it long enough and, and seriously enough. But um, your comment about the world that you live in relative to the previous world that you lived in? You know, the, the, the consulting career versus the this career? How do you compare? Yeah. How do they compare? Well, um, certainly in the early days, it was a lot more stable with the consulting job and um, you know, you know, revenue was there. There was a lot more certainty in terms of what was going to happen. Um, but I, I, a lot of people hate their jobs. I like my job. Um, I, I got to really help people make a difference. Uh, I just liked it, whereas I love what I do now. Um, it's just like, uh, I, I think though you should always try and enjoy what you do and do a good job of it. I think m most people do t want to do a good job uh, at their job. Um, I haven't answered that question very well. Let me try again. <laughs> What's the difference between uh, the consulting job and this? Well, I like both. The consulting one was a lot more regimented and, for and formatted. And a crucial element was that when you're off, you're off. You have your, you do get your time off. With my current job, I'm never off. I've got so many things to do. And actually, I, I measured it. And off the time I'm working, less than 1% is spent writing. The rest of it is either reading other people's scripts or managing projects or dealing with marketing or taxes or um, you know, higher up HR. There's less than 1% one, one of my time spent writing. Mm -hmm. uh, now, we're trying to change that, but it's uh, still I would say that uh, I enjoy both, but I, I love what I do now as opposed to liking it before. But you also you're also uh, lecturing and and uh, editing as well, which probably is more than more than one percent. Yes, but that's not writing. Uh, yeah, granted. But would you would you factor in the lecturing and I mean talking about comics, uh, you know why they're important, why more people should write about them, and the editing is also part of the passion craft. So it's, it's part of the package. It, it sounds like you enjoy that as well. I do enjoy that. Um, a lot of people come up to me afterwards and say how much they've enjoyed it. One person told me that they studied comics at university and they learned more in my um, one and a half hour lecture than they did in, her, in their uh, 
uh, two-year course, which was uh, rather mm. worrying, I thought. But I do, uh, and do enjoy the lecturing, but I enjoy the questions afterwards. And I give a, a prizes to the best questions asked because I want thoughtful ones. Okay. Well, what are your prizes? Uh, free comics that I have in front of me. Oh, um, something visual. And someone asks a really good question. Uh, I go and throw something. Like, one of the question that was someone asked, and don't ask me this question, was what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given about comics? Or just the best piece of advice? And I thought that was a really good question because I had to think about it. So I, I threw a comic at him to, to delay, to give me more time to, to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, just moving forward to to next week, you're uh, you're you're landing in Toronto next week for a fan expo, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about the the um, the event that you're hosting uh, with our platform. Uh, first of all, wh- wh- why wh- why are you interested in 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 what what we're trying to do, which essentially is these these intimate up close experiences, um, you know, with fans that allow you a little bit more time. Uh, you know, fans told us uh, repeatedly that, yeah, the creator may be accessible at a convention, but they feel terribly guilty um, um, asking or, you know, over overstretching uh, their bounds uh, when they know there's a heck of a lot of traffic and they're busy selling you know, uh, at a convention. Um, what interests you about this, this, this sort of personalized experience? Well, I, I thought it was a great concept that you did, um, and it's going to appeal to a lot of people. And, and as we grow as a publishing company, I'm, going to, I'm hopefully going to get more uh, writers on board who will make use of your platform. And I wanted to experience it what it was like myself uh, to see this stuff. Um, but also, uh, another reason I wanted to do it uh, was to try and meet people who want to break into comics, because I was in that situation before. I didn't know how to do it, but I, I did it. And I can just look for people who have talent. And I currently am producing one, two, three, four, five, six comics from people who, um, seven actually, so from people who have pitched stuff to me. Um, and when they say stuff in person, sometimes you can have the great, you can be the world's best writer or best artist. Actually, no, let's just do writers. You can be the world's best writer, but if you can't pitch your stories, no one's going to buy them. And that is a shame. But if you have a, period to actually talk about the concept with someone else then i can help people with their pitches or if they're really good i can actually understand it more i say actually yeah this is great you should get in contact let's uh, do an outline maybe we can think about publishing this so i get to uh, find more uh, talent out there by doing this if people are interested in seeing that and finally it's just a way to spend time with the fans if i travel to toronto uh, it'd be great to meet people who just like good comics want to chat yeah i mean it's, i i didn't think about the uh, I didn't think about it the way you just explained it in the sense that there are, there are gaps in people's um, thinking when they think about creating, creating your, your event is Secrets of Creating Comics with with Neil Gibson and Conor McCreary, another Toronto colleague of yours who's another writer of comics. And, and I didn't think about what you just said, which is sort of that gap of you've got some great work, but you don't even know how to pitch it. And that's something that might get completely overlooked by a fan who, uh, I need to know how to pitch it. And, and and you're just saying, well, if you don't want to pitch it, that's that's a huge problem. And and sounds like you're, you're you're interested in filling in gaps. That I mean, oftentimes there are questions that somebody doesn't even know to ask because they haven't experienced it yet. And and it sounds like you can fill in some of those gaps, uh, mistakes that they uh, that you know catch the mistake before they even make the mistake. Is is that what you're aiming for with these types of um, gatherings? 
Well, at least yeah, this bit looks like. I can't mention names on this, but there was someone who um, I, 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 for, I forgot about the meeting entirely. It was about two years ago. I met them at New York Comic Con, and they had a pitch for a comic, and the pitch wasn't very good. And so I told them what was wrong with the pitch and how suggested ideas, and I spent about maybe 10 minutes with them. And they were apparently very grateful at the time, and they found it very useful. And they went off, and now they're doing something. I, I can't mention it, but it has helped their career, what's happened. And uh, they're in a position now of when they came back to me and said, you probably don't remember this. Uh, you did this for me two years ago. And I'd like to help you by doing this. And they offered me something which I wasn't expect unexpected, which is great. Uh, but it was not what I was after. But when you give back to society, uh, it makes, it's a very rewarding thing to do. And sometimes it kind of backs and helps you, which you, you shouldn't expect that, but it does sometimes. Uh, but the reason I'm doing it, if I can help people, that's all I'm trying to do. But along the way, they may help me back or what I what's I hope more hopeful for is that actually I discovered talent who just haven't found the right way of selling themselves or find the right way to pitch it to get and I can help them be where they need to be. Um, and I, I break down um, uh, comics into uh, different levels. You, you've got the premise, you've got the writing, you've got the coloring, you've got the lettering and the artwork and the editing. Those are six er critical areas and you need to know where your strengths are in that and how to fill in the gaps that if you if you haven't got it make sure someone else can do that and each of those i break down further and this is all stuff that i explain about comics and please don't get me talking about it because i won't stop i love this stuff yeah it's great i mean the, the the last thing i wanted to just 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 a small bit here was you know i i noticed you did give a talk at, at google and i found that very i found that very surprising you're you're a comic creator um a publisher what were you doing at Google? Um, they invited me. Um, I gave a talk at Apple as well. There's, it's it's a fascinating kind of... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Because the topic was related to, uh, you know, how, how comics apply to life, you know, in general, make, can, can help you do your job better, et cetera, et cetera. I, 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 to be honest, I'd never thought about comics uh, that way until uh, you know i've never heard of a talk given in that context and it was quite it was quite it was, it was very unexpected okay so i genuinely believe comics is one of the most efficient means of mass communication but let me explain why um there are if you, there are some people who just connect with you some people are just good speakers but some people are good speakers for you and that's the, the way they speak, the way they move their body, their tone. It's like and it, like your best friend sometimes. You can almost finish each other's sentences. You communicate so well. On the flip side of this, there are people who are just very different. They either speak far too fast for you or too slow, and they keep the, to get they take forever to get to the point, um, and it just doesn't work. Now, with comics, and you, you take that to um, film, unless you've got a great director and actors who connect with many people, you're still stuck at the speed the director makes for it. You can take it, it, it's it's set with a book. You can spend as long uh, as you like reading a page, so you fully understand it. But comics is wonderfully in the middle because the picture says a thousand words. You can communicate so quickly with someone's body language, exactly what they're feeling, uh, or what's in the background. Your eyes process it so quickly. You don't need to write down all that stuff, and yet you still have the ability to spend as as long or as little as you like on each pet panel of page, taking in the information that you want to see. Uh, so to communicate ideas, and it's, it's also about memory retention, uh, in terms of education, uh, if you, there was a study done at uh, the University of Sheffield, 
where they did it, they actually gave um uh neuroscience to, uh, coursework i think it was and they gave one with just text one with text with uh with relevant images in a comic book fashion and one with uh text but incongruous images and with the memory retention with the comic book format was by far the highest retention it's called the pictorial superiority effect and if you just say something but then say, or say it with an image your recall source the 60 percent instead of 10 percent three days after the fact this is on average um your brain is hardwired for visual information and you, you think about this about a, a the, the important thing about this for me is about a graph you can show people reams of data you look at a graph you you see the trends much more easily that's not that's common sense you know that but when you're communicating this to someone else when you show the graph not only do they understand it better than the data they will remember it three days later hmm. so when you have this visual stuff especially if it's coin book if you're doing something to really hammer something home if you give it in a coin book format it's not like a normal text or uh, powerpoint presentation this is something different people aren't used to seeing this it stands out and it's going to make people remember the stuff and it's more likely to be shared it's a really useful tool to, in your arsenal as long as you don't overuse it mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's fascinating to talk to you uh, because you, you have a you have a perspective that that extends beyond the average uh, uh creator out there that i that i certainly have spoken to um uh, on that, oh, that note, means I'm crazy passionate about comics. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're crazy passionate about comics, and your perspective is is uh, you know because because you lecture on them, because you you're an editor. I think your perspective is a lot wider, and and um, yeah, I think you, you you believe comics can change the world, which is a fantastic um, you know point of view because it, it fulfills all the things you're doing as a publisher, writer, editor, uh, you know, teacher, lecturer um it, it's 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 um yeah i salute you for 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 being able to i can't imagine you doing anything else no oh, thank you <laughs> so uh, on that note i want to thank you for your time and i look forward to uh meeting you um you know at the, at, the, at the convention and at this uh micro event that's happening august 31st uh, next Friday at uh, at seven PM, we'll uh, we'll broadcast this uh, this podcast uh, in, in a few days, and I'll send you a link as well. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. All the best. Look forward to seeing you. Great. Thank you for listening. And for more information about upcoming creator events, sign up to Workle today.